Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. That's not Florida. That's why we live in Florida. I was looking at their temperature right now. It's like 22 and snowing. It's like cold. No, you know what? It'll be what it'll be. You got to go up and you got to play. Uh, to me, you know, I'm in an early morning kick. We've played some early morning kicks. I like it. Get up and go play. Uh, if you're a competitor, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. Put the ball down at Two o'clock in the morning in the middle of the parking lot, let's go play. And if if that's not your mindset, I mean, you're not really a competitor. I don't care about the, the situation, the atmosphere, where we're in. Competitors want to go play no matter what the situation is. So uh, get ready to go get up there, uh, go and find a, way to, find a way to get a win. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing his team's latest matchup, On the road this Saturday at Missouri, the Tigers have won two games in a row against the Gators, so UF will try to get back in the winning column. That game will kick off at noon on CBS. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, I will give my five keys to the game for Florida Mizzou. In the first segment, in the second segment, I'll make my score prediction and lay out all the action for Week 12. And in the final segment, the Florida coaches will break down this matchup for us. We'll hear from Mullen, as well as co-offensive coordinator John Hevesy and defensive coordinator Todd Grantham. But before we get into Florida's SEC finale, I do want to touch on Gators basketball. An ugly game last night in the O-Dome as they have to squeak out a 66-60 win over Towson. The score was tied 60-60 late in the game, and they were also tied 30-30 at halftime. Florida's offense once again struggles to get it going, doesn't have any chemistry or flow with the players on the court. Kerry Blackshear Jr. did post a double-double, and Scotty Lewis made his first career start and put up 15 points. But as a whole, it was another alarming performance from this offense, and Mike White is going to have to get this thing figured out before the Gators' next matchup against UConn on Sunday. And now moving to my five keys to the game for Florida Mizzou. First on the list is getting a fast start and an early lead. That's something that you want to do in any road game, but something this Gators football team really needs to work on after their last two games. Florida failed to do that against Georgia and Vanderbilt, had slow offensive starts, wasn't able to get it going on that side of the ball. That opening drive against Georgia, they had to call two timeouts. You saw the frustration from Dan Mullen. The Gators didn't score until the end of the half. And then last week against Vandy, Kyle Trask throws two red zone interceptions. Florida has plenty of opportunities to put up points, and yet they walk into the locker room with just a 14 to nothing lead. Now they made up for it in the third quarter with 28 points scored, but on the road against Missouri, a team that has played well at home, you cannot afford to come out there and have a slow start and give Mizzou momentum so that they feel like they can be competitive in the game. Florida needs to come out right from the start, score on the opening drive, and if they don't do that, at least try to take the early lead. And most importantly, avoid a situation where they're playing from behind or simply having a frustrating first half. They need to get a fast start on Saturday. My second key to the game is more production from the running backs. Not the run game, the running backs. I want to specifically see those guys get it going on Saturday. We all know the struggles that they had against Georgia. As a team, Florida was held to 21 yards rushing. That wasn't going to get it done against the Bulldogs. Now, fortunately for Florida, they were able to get more production on the ground last week against Vandy, getting 150 yards. 
The problem was is that you didn't get enough contributions from the running backs, the guys who should be carrying that load. Obviously, you have the luxury in Dan Mullen's offense of using some wide receivers and having a running quarterback, but LaMichael P. Ryan had just four carries for 13 yards against the Commodores, and his last carry went for 13 yards. That's where all of his production came from. Damian Pierce, just two touches for three yards. The Gators got to get more from those guys. I think it was pretty clear early in the Georgia and Vanderbilt games that Florida's offensive line was having trouble with their run blocking. And maybe Dan Mullen and his staff just decided, you know what, we're going to scrap this. We're going to use our wide receivers. We're going to use our quarterback. And we're really going to focus on our passing game. And there's nothing wrong with that because obviously it led to a bunch of success against Vanderbilt. But you don't want to keep doing that week in and week out. You want your top two running backs to get more than six carries combined so that they can be contributing to the offense. They can feel happy with their role and that you can have balance with your play calling. So that's definitely going to be a key for Florida on Saturday. The third key to the game is going to be converting on third down. That's another thing that the Gators struggled with against Georgia and Vanderbilt, just three of nine against the Commodores last week. And that's going to be another test on Saturday going up against the Tigers. Missouri hasn't done a lot of things well this season, but one thing that they have done well is defending on third down. The Tigers rank third in the SEC in third down defense, allowing opposing offenses to convert just 32% of the time. So this is one area that they could challenge Florida, and it's going to be key for Kyle Trask and this offense to convert on third down, move the chains, keep drives alive, so that if they get an early lead, they can sustain it and they can control the clock and walk away with a W. The fourth key to the game, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, is going to be getting pressure and sacks on Kelly Bryant. The Clemson quarterback transfer is expected to make his return to Mizzou on Saturday after missing the last couple of games with an injury. He had a really impressive start to the season, even in the season opening loss to Wyoming. He had over 400 yards passing, and then he led the Tigers on a five-game winning streak. But ever since he started suffering some injuries, he and this Tigers offense have not been the same. He makes his return on Saturday. It remains to be seen how effective he's going to be against the Gators with the time that he's missed. But the one thing that I don't think that they're going to have to worry about is him taking off much and being a threat to run. He hasn't really done that this season with the Tigers. He's had some games where he was productive on the ground, 77 yards rushing in the win over South Carolina and 72 yards rushing in the loss to Vandy. But outside of that, he's been doing most of his damage with his arm. He wants to step back and throw the ball in this offense so it's going to be key for Jonathan Grenard and Jabari Zuniga who is expected to be back for the Gators to get pressure on Kelly Bryant get some sacks in this game between both of them coming off the edge and some of Florida's other defensive line and linebackers maybe Mahmoud Diabate gets in the backfield once again for some sacks and if Florida can do that on Saturday and rattle Kelly Bryant, that's going to disrupt his rhythm in the passing game and definitely be key for the Gators to get the win. And my fifth and final key for Florida on Saturday will be for their defense to bend but don't break. With Kelly Bryant back in the starting lineup and what he's capable of, Mizzou's offense is going to make some plays in this game. He is probably going to hit some big passes through the air. They're probably going to get on Florida's side of the field, and maybe they'll even score on some big touchdown plays. And there could be times in this game where they really push Florida's defense to the limit. But if they get into the red zone, fear not, Gator Nation, because Missouri has not done a good job once they get into the red area. 
They rank dead last in the SEC in red zone conversions, scoring just 66% of the time. They've only come away with 19 touchdowns and 36 trips. The Gators, by comparison, have 30 touchdowns scored in the red zone this season. So I think that that's definitely something to watch out for in this game. Missouri's going to make plays, but if and when they get down in the red zone, is Florida's defense able to bend but not break and kind of continue this trend that we've seen from the Tigers? If that happens, it's certainly going to help Florida walk away with the win on Saturday. When we come back from this first break, I'm going to give my score prediction as well as my latest SEC power rankings and preview all the action for Week 12. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show, and it's score prediction time for Florida Mizzou. The Gators have lost two in a row to the Tigers. Their last trip to Columbia obviously did not go well. It was coming off the firing of Jim McElwain, and Missouri just took UF to the woodshed with a 45-16 win. And then last year in the Swamp, coming off the loss to Georgia, they were able to make it two in a row with a 38-17 win. Really the low point for Florida in year one under Dan Mullen. But now the Gators have a chance to get revenge on Saturday. They come into this game as a seven-point favorite. They've certainly been the better team this season, pretty much top 10 all year, even though they dropped out of it despite a 56 to nothing win over Vanderbilt. I don't know if a win on Saturday is going to move them up, but it should happen. I think Kyle Trask is going to come out and get this offense off to a fast start. We'll see what we get from the ground game and if there's some more production from P. Ryan and Pierce. But at the end of the day, Florida is just too talented, and they did too much against Vanderbilt to feel like they're not going to be able to come out and do what they want offensively. And then on the defensive side, you're coming off your third shutout of the season. Kelly Bryant making his return for the Tigers could be a challenge. You're getting a guy who's a veteran quarterback. He's played on the biggest stage. He's not going to be afraid going against this Florida defense. But with Jabari Zuniga expected to make his return to the starting lineup and the production that we saw from Florida's front seven last week, I think they're going to be able to come out and get enough pressure and sacks on Bryant to rattle him and keep him from having a big day through the air. I do think that Missouri will score some points. They might grab momentum at different parts of this game. But at the end of the day, I think Florida comes away with a 31-20 win on Saturday as they wrap up SEC East play and then go into the bye week before their regular season finale in the Swamp against rival Florida State. Now it's time to give my latest SEC Power Rankings and certainly some changes at the top after the results this past weekend. LSU moves to number one after their 46-41 win over Alabama. Certainly a thriller in Tuscaloosa. That thing came all the way down to the wire, but LSU was able to pull it off and finally end its losing streak to Alabama and rise to the top of the college football playoff rankings. The Tigers will be back on the road Saturday against Ole Miss. Number two in my SEC power rankings is the Georgia Bulldogs. They got a shutout win on Saturday against Mizzou, 27 to nothing. And they can clinch the SEC East title on Saturday with a win on the road at Auburn. However, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Tigers coming off of a bye week are going to be able to get it done. We'll see if UGA can prove me wrong, but I think Auburn's defensive line is going to give Jake Fromm fits on Saturday. Number three in my SEC power rankings is Alabama after their five-point loss to LSU. Still a shot to make the college football playoff. Obviously, they need to win out, and if Auburn can get a win over Georgia on Saturday and then the Crimson Tide can beat them at the end of the season in the Iron Bowl, that's going to help their case trying to get into the college football playoff. But right now, they got to take care of business on Saturday at Mississippi State. 
Number four in my SEC power rankings is the Florida Gators. They obviously got the big shutout win over Vanderbilt last weekend, and they'll take their show on the road Saturday against the Tigers. Number five is the Auburn Tigers coming off of the bye. They'll try to get a big win on Saturday hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. It'll just be the Bo Nick show. No more Joey Gatewood at quarterback. And we'll see what Gus Malzahn has cooked up during the bye offensively. But again, I, I go back to that matchup against Jake Fromm and that Auburn defensive line. I think that that's really going to decide the game on Saturday. Number six in my SEC power rankings is Texas A&M. They also had a bye last week, and they will host the South Carolina Gamecocks on Saturday. And if Georgia suffers a loss to Auburn, then next week, the Bulldogs will host Texas A&M, and that game right there could decide all the marbles for Atlanta. And I'm sure the Gator football team would be watching that game during their bye week, certainly rooting for the Aggies. Number seven in my SEC power rankings moving on up is the Tennessee Volunteers. They got another big win on Saturday, 17-13 to over Kentucky. Jeremy Pruitt has really turned things around this season. Kudos to him. I mean, they haven't gotten... The biggest wins in the world, but they're getting it done. They now have a chance to be bowl eligible, but first they'll enjoy a bye this weekend. Number eight in my SEC power rankings is Missouri. They had the 27 to nothing loss to Georgia on Saturday. They've suffered three losses in a row, all on the road, so they'll try to get back on track at home against the Gators. Number nine in my SEC power rankings, South Carolina. Ugh, another ugly loss for the SEC, 20 to 15. To App State, the Gamecocks not able to get it done. Had a chance there late, but their quarterback couldn't hit the wide open receiver in the end zone. And a bad loss there for Will Muschamp and probably another one this weekend as his Gamecocks go on the road to face Texas A&M. Number 10 in my SEC power rankings, Mississippi State. They had a bye last weekend and a tough test for them on Saturday as they host the Alabama Crimson Tide. Coming to town off of a loss you know that they're going to have a chip on their shoulder trying to bounce back, and I don't think the Bulldogs have any shot in that game. Number 11 in the power rankings is Kentucky. Another loss for the Wildcats, and things not going well for Mark Stoops this season in Lexington. I don't know what type of impact that could have on him in the FSU coaching search in terms of his interest and the interest from the Seminole side of things, but we'll see how that plays out. Kentucky is on the road this Saturday at Vanderbilt. Number 12 in my SEC power rankings, Ole Miss. They got a 41-3 win over New Mexico State on Saturday, but they'll have their hands full this weekend as they got the number one team in the country coming to town. Number 13 in my power rankings is Vanderbilt. A really tough season for Derek Mason and the Commodores. They had no shot against Florida in the swamp, but maybe they'll have a chance to get a conference win this Saturday at home, hosting a Kentucky team that's really been struggling and obviously both teams really need this win in the worst way. But nobody needs a win more than the Arkansas Razorbacks. But they're not going to get it this weekend as they're on a bye after their 45-19 to loss to Western Kentucky. That cost Chad Morris his job. He has been fired and it is a mess now in Fayetteville that somebody's going to have to come in there and try to clean up. We'll see who ends up getting that job. I think Mike Norvell makes a lot of sense with his ties to Arkansas, but we'll see who wants to take that on. There's been some head coaches in the past that have had success with the Razorbacks, but man, Chad Morris just was not able to get it done. Another coach to get fired in year two. When we come back from this final break, I'll bring you some comments from Mullen 
and John Hevesy and Todd Grantham as they break down this matchup against Mizzou. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Florida fans, if you're making your way to Gainesville this fall for UF home games or you're just a sports junkie like me, then I've got the perfect place for you. The Mealy Pop Shop, located off I-75 on 39th Avenue, is your one-stop shop for sports cards, memorabilia, autographs, gaming, and collectibles. I've been able to load up on my Michael Jordan cards since the shop opened last year. They have college and NFL games on in the store every weekend in a bunch of cool events, sometimes featuring former Gator players like Percy Harvin. Their NFL weekly pick'em is free and fun with weekly prizes and a season-long prize so check out the mealy pop shop at 3700 northwest 91st street gainesville florida or call at 352-204-5573 welcome back into the show it's time to hear from the florida coaches and what they think about this tigers team here's what mullen had to say about barry odom's squad what he's seen from them this season and what type of challenges they'll present for the gators on saturday now, on to this week, obviously, huge challenge. Getting to play Missouri, a very, you know, a team that, a very different team at home and on the road and during the area. And, you know, I, I, I can't tell you why. I'm sure you have to ask Barry why maybe that is. But, you know, we're playing at their place. And so, I mean, we have to deal with the good side of things, you know, where they've, you know, they're averaging over 40 points a game at home. They've blown, they're undefeated at home. I think they've just about blown out everybody that's come in there. Uh, to play at their place, um, you know, so they're, they're a team that plays with a lot of confidence at home and uh, has played extremely well this season. Got some talented guys on defense. I think they have an excellent defense. Uh, can create a lot of problems for you, give you a lot of different looks with what they do defensively. Uh, obviously, offensively have some good skill position, great tight end, great running back, good offensive line. They, they're able to keep balance. Um, you know, got to see they had to play with their backup quarterback, um, which uh, a lot of people have this year. And uh, but you know, I think I imagine after being out for a couple of weeks, they'll get their starter back as well. It would seem like to me. I don't know. I haven't heard any of that yet. You guys probably know that more than me. Defensive coordinator Todd Grantham met with reporters this week to talk about the Tigers. Obviously, they got the best of his unit last year in the swamp putting up 38 points as Drew Locke threw for three touchdown passes, 250 yards. The running back went for over 100 yards. But a different test for Todd Grantham's defense this Saturday with Kelly Bryant making his return to the starting lineup. Todd Grantham talked about what he's seen from that offensive unit this season and what his guys will need to do to defend them well on Saturday. They've obviously are talented and have won some games at home to understand that, that we need to bring our A game and we need to be able to play. I mean, when you look at them, um, their offensive line, three of the five guys we played last year, the running backs are good players. Um, I think they got one of the best tight ends in the league, what he can do, and they got some skill outside. So we understand that they're talented and that we're going to have to play. And, um, you know, it's not really – it's really about us playing to our identity and our ability and our standards. So that's really what we're concerned about. How different is this team with Kelly Bryant? Yeah, I mean, I think when, when he's in there, um, you've got a guy that, that um, can extend plays. Uh, he brings athletic ability to the quarterback position. Um, I'm sure he has some leadership qualities to him that allows other guys around him to play. So, um, you know, we're aware of that. And, um, you know, they still run the same plays really regardless of who's playing 
you know the quarterback position. I think that the biggest thing with him is is you're looking at a a physical guy that has a physical stature to him at that position that it can extend plays and get some positive yards out of them. Co-offensive coordinator John Hevesy also met with reporters to talk about where his unit is at and what they need to do against Missouri. It was actually last season against the Tigers where we saw Kyle Trask get some action and have success against his team. He's coming off a career-high performance, 363 passing yards. Hevesy said he likes what he's seeing from number 11, but he still wants to see his offensive line, as well as the run game, make some more progress in this matchup against Missouri. They play hard. I mean, they, they, they're not they're not wide variety of stuff, but what they do, they do very well, and they do very hard. And you see them on their front four. They have, I mean, their front four or five, six of them that they play. They're very athletic and they play hard with great pad level, which to me is uh, attribute to good coaching on their part. But to me, it's again, it's, it's always a challenge. You hey, play in the SEC, but to me, you see them and they play hard fundamentally and, and athletic. You know, and that's, that's the biggest thing to me. I always evaluate is how hard do they play. You know, when you watch them, they're, they're aggressive. They're constantly getting off blocks, running the ball. So to me, you got to combat all that stuff. And be ready for it. And they're back home, I think, for the first time in a few weeks. So we got to be ready for that, too. They've been on the road. For, like we were last week. We were on the road for a month and come back home. It's a good feeling to go back home. So we got to go on the road and take care of our business. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, I gave my five keys to the game for Florida Mizzou, made my score prediction, gave my latest SEC power rankings, and we brought you some comments from Mullen, Hevesy, and Grantham. On Monday's show, I will recap the game, take out my report card, and grade the Gators, and bring you some post-game comments as well. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.